0: And welcome to the Mirror Football Podcast. It's derby week in North London as Arsenal and Tottenham prepare to lock horns in one of English football's oldest and still most fierce rivalries. Uh, I'm Aaron Flanagan and this week I've done pretty much my best Gareth Southgate impression. I'm handing debuts all over the show. Um, First of all with us in the studio we've got um, Ibrahim Mustafa. Ibra is an Arsenal fan. That's why he's an easy. one of our sports video journalists. Be
1: representing the Gunners today, yes.
0: Yeah, good stuff. How are you doing, E.B. Right?
1: Yeah, not too bad. Not
0: too bad. Not good stuff. And we're also joined by Conor Mummery, our social media editor at the Mirror, and he's here because he's a Tottenham fan. How are you doing, Connor?
2: Very well, Aaron. Thanks for having me.
0: Good stuff. Uh, we'll also be joined a little later on by Greg Johnson, the editor of Football London, uh, to help us preview the North London Derby. Um, you obviously both have a close affiliation with the Derby. Do, do, do you look forward to Derby Day?
1: Absolutely not, I hate it I really hate it, I mean every It's the one fixture every season That I still get Like the butterflies, you know, before Game and the real angst and the nervousness And even in the build up, that last half An hour, I'm just there sweating buckets My heart is pumping and it's just It's a horrible feeling, it's absolutely Horrible, but you know, when the after 90 minutes, usually the result tends to go in Arsenal's favour So,
0: you know yeah. uh, You say that, uh, Arsenal's record in recent derbies hasn't been great No, absolutely, yeah. just poor
1: recently It's um, Six league games, which is the longest run in history yeah. <laughs> Arsenal have gone without being Spurs in the league yeah. And um, if it gets to seven this weekend, it could be uh, uh, It could turn at the Emirates yeah,
0: yeah. Absolutely. Connor, must fill you with confidence Knowing the Spurs fan coming in with the bragging rights From, what well, for so long now
2: Yeah, I mean Growing up, I didn't really see Tottenham win many derbies. Obviously, we had that barren spell of, I think it was nine years. Uh, well, that was win a bit in the League Cup. That was a 5-1. Um, our last league victory for that was 1999. Uh, so, you know, growing up as a teenager, I didn't really see it. So, this is a, it's very new territory for me. But, uh, yeah, uh, they've been very kind to me over recent years, and I've been enjoying them. But I'm not sure about Saturday.
0: Oh, really? I'd say even though I've, Spurs seem to have kind of the upper hand on... On Arsenal in the league at the moment They seem to be a bit more consistent But you're yeah,
2: still a little bit nervous Always running up to kick-off before derby day The week before is absolutely horrible But then Spurs fans aren't used to being a good team And going into any big fixture Like it's Real Madrid this season We go into it just like Okay, we'll enjoy the occasion We're not used to things like this yeah. um, Then the football starts We realise we're actually a very good team So I think I'll hopefully grow more confident After kick-off
1: I've uh, got to agree, agree with Connor there, and that whole thing about the week building up to a derby fixture. I mean, he talks about Spurs not being good for many years, and even then, growing up in North London, Spurs fans left, right, and centre. Every they'd be 14th in the Premier League. Arsenal'd be top. And yeah. I'd still get right. It's going to happen this week. We're going to beat you. We're going to beat you. And that seeped into me. I mean, I just maybe I just didn't have the confidence, and it yeah. would seep into me. And that's where the nerves would come from in the build-up to Derby Day. Yeah. It's horrible.
0: Uh, from an Arsenal perspective, are, are you confident going into this weekend at all? Absolutely not. I mean, our record in away games against the
1: top sides has been pretty abysmal this season. I mean, the five nil against Liverpool was four sorry four nil against Liverpool, and the three um, one against Man City. It just shows we haven't really. Learned anything from in years now, and um, against Tottenham, the record hasn't been good recently. They seem to be they're always up for it. And I think on Saturday, they could be you know, and their recent run, of course, you know, their recent results have been really good. So, yeah, I'm not filled with confidence, gotta be honest.
0: Fair enough. Has the momentum in North London actually changed massively in Spurs' favour now? Do we think is obviously Spurs new stadium to come as well is there a sense that maybe Spurs will be the dominant team in North London for years to come or do we think Arsenal are going to? Uh,
2: no I think you're absolutely right to be honest I think with the stadium coming we've got arguably one of the best coaches in world football uh, still got a very young team it seems like we're going to meet in the middle with Arsenal going down and Tottenham on the way up I think that's the only direction I can see it going personally. Absolutely. Uh, what do
0: Spurs have at the moment that Arsenal don't? What? what why are they are they considered slightly ahead of uh, of Arsenal?
1: Well, what they're doing now is, like Connor says with Pochettino, what Pochettino is doing is he's done a really good job there over the past couple of years. He's helped a team build. They've grown together, and you noticed over the summer there wasn't. A massive rush in the transfer market to reinforce that team I mean, they finished second last season and were very close to winning the title even the season before that and he just let that team grow and they've grown together and as long as they stick together that's why they're going to continue to improve but the big question is are they going to stick together I mean yeah. people are going to be sniffing around their top players and as Spurs have shown in the past Clinsman, Sheringham, Gaza, Bale—they may have these gems, but once these gems start shine too brightly, people come in and start nicking them. Like, so the Harry Kane, Dalii Alley—how committed are they to Spurs? Yeah.
0: Connor, how committed are they? Do, do you think they'll be around for the long haul, or, do, or does a little bit of you think that Spurs are going to be Spurs and they're, they're going to sell on?
2: I genuinely think Pochettino's the glue that's holding everyone together at the moment. Hugh Galleries has pretty much said the same. He said, "Wherever Pochettino is, that's where I'll be." Uh, I think he is that pivotal. I think the players feel like they owe him so much because they've all improved so much under him. I mean, you know, you've got Tim Sherwood taking credit for Harry Kane, but you can take that with a. You, you don't
1: know. give him Sherwood any credit?
2: Absolutely not, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Um, but yeah, as I say, I think as they long as Pochapino stays. G's
1: on sale in the Tottenham Club shop?
2: No, I mean, I was at that game where um, Tim Sherwood gave his later to that fan and asked him to come and sit on the bench after his berating him. Uh, I think that was one of the darkest days as a Tottenham fan. <laughs> we were in the game 3 0 and you know it's fine then you look over to the bench and you remember that Tim Sher was your manager and come crashing back down to earth but thankfully they're behind us Uh, and we've got I'd rather have nobody else than Pochettino at the helm and I think the players feel like that too
0: Fair enough. Are are Tottenham title contenders this year?
2: Yeah absolutely I mean even with Wembley there was that sticking point at the start of the season Uh, coming from our awful Champions League form last season at Wembley uh, but that seems to be a thing of the past now, obviously, in the league. Um, the Liverpool game just absolutely rolled them over, partly thanks to Dan Lovren. But, um, you know, the British Dortmund game, our first game of the Champions League this season, uh, beating 3-1 Real Madrid. So, Wembley doesn't seem like it's going to hold us back as much as we might have first thought. Uh, it is still a big disadvantage, but I think if anyone's going to stop Man City, I think it would be us.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Ibra, do you think Spurs are title contenders, or...? I mean or do you think they're probably too far off the pace the
1: contenders no question about it I mean in in terms of who can challenge Manchester City I think Spurs are probably one of the best placed teams to do so contenders is a fair enough description of them but I think that's all it is really they're not going to win it I think City are going to run away with the title and um, yeah Spurs will be unfortunately full short yet again and
0: and continue the long, long, long period without a league title. (laughs) Um, Same question for Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal are only, I think, four points behind Spurs in the league. Are they classed as contenders, or are are, are Arsenal that far Um, behind? It's difficult with Arsenal, because
1: ultimately you don't see any reason why they should be any better this year than they have been for the last ten there's no reason to expect that all of a sudden it's all going to fall into place and Arsenal Wenger's finally going to get it right again and all of a sudden Arsenal are going to be up there fighting for the title. I mean, the team is not bad. I mean, despite what people say and despite the loud criticisms coming both from opposition fans and Arsenal fans themselves, the team is not actually that bad and ultimately could actually a challenge for things. But it just seems to be quite a bit of disruption behind the scenes and... Ultimately, tactically, I think Wenger gets it wrong more often than he gets it right at the moment. Actually, maybe that's unfair. He gets it wrong when he needs to get it right, essentially, in those big games that I sort of mentioned earlier, like going away to Manchester City, going away to Liverpool. I mean, against Manchester City, he played Coquelin at centre-back for the first time ever. Coquelin's never played at centre-back. I mean, what's going on in that situation? And on Saturday, I mean, what is he going to do? He's just going to go into that game... And play the way we've been playing He's not going to try and change things Because we're playing Tottenham He's not going to try and stifle the likes of Harry Kane And Dele Alli should they yeah. play And um, yeah this is why Arsenal fans as a whole are generally not confident When it when you ask that question If the club are title contenders
0: yeah. um, Are Arsenal A bit of a soft touch because I know there's been a lot of comments Recently Troy Deeney was the first one Who really came out and said Arsenal are soft um, Yeah are they a soft touch? Because if they are, surely a derby scenario against your fiercest rivals, where no doubt there'll be a few extra tackles flying in, um, surely it's not going to be the the ideal fixture for Arsenal.
1: I think the soft touch thing is has been overstated for many years. I mean, you know, for a long time, Arsenal were accused of being the dirty, violent, the angry team, the team that would always get stuck into tackles. And then all of a sudden the narrative has switched to Arsenal being a soft touch I mean yeah there have been games in the past against certain sides um, you know who they are where you know tackles have flown in maybe Arsenal have not got the protection that they feel they deserved whether they deserve it or not is open to interpretation but I don't believe that Arsenal are a soft touch I think Arsenal can mix it with anyone if they need to but I just think that on occasions mentally they may switch off and bring on problems themselves essentially yeah rather than being sort of overrun by others. it's, it's A lot of the problems at Arsenal are self-inflicted, I feel.
0: Um, as a Tottenham fan, Conor, do you see Arsenal as being soft? Do you think Tottenham can actually, in a way, bully their way to victory on Saturday? Uh,
2: well, going back to what Ibra said about Wenger being, you know, he's very committed to his tactics and he rarely changes them. And I think uh, the thing that's been obvious with Spurs this season is how well we have been doing without the ball. Uh Pochettino, a criticism you could have given him in the past couple of seasons is that we're really not very good at adapting and we play one way and that's how we play but you look at our result away at Real Madrid, um, even at home to Liverpool, we sit back and absorb pressure and counter and that was the first time we've seen that really under Pochettino was the Borussia Dortmund game at Wembley this season. I think they probably had 60-70% of the possession but we absolutely killed them on the counter-attack. Um, and I think with the likes of Son and Kane And even Dele Alli against Real Madrid um, I think that's the way he's going to go on Saturday uh,
0: Now uh, a little early today I spoke to Greg Johnson uh, Greg is the editor of Football London uh, I spoke to him just to help us preview the fixture uh, So here's what he had to say Greg, first of all Thank you very much for coming onto the uh, Mirror Football podcast with us um, Derby day this weekend mm. Arsenal against Tottenham It's your first Derby as editor of Football London, is there a bit of a sense of excitement in the office uh, around this fixture?
3: Oh yeah, massively. Our, our two correspondents, uh, Charlie Watts for Arsenal and Alistair Gold for Spurs. I think they might be sitting next to each other at the match, so there's a little bit of a uh, little bit of electricity in the room, you might say, on the desk.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, is it fair to say, do we reckon that Derby Day is actually bigger for Arsenal now, simply because they've actually fallen behind Spurs, or because I mean, I think a few years ago people would have said. Derby Day is bigger for Spurs fans because you know they just want the, the bragging rights. Um, is it safe to say maybe the momentum
3: shifted? I mean, look, looking from the outside as a kind of neutral observer, I, I kind of think there's a there's almost a, a, an equilibrium now, if yeah. anything, between the two sides because um, they are definitely rivals both in terms of um, locality and in terms of uh, quality. Now, I mean, Spurs are a you know they they've been kind of trouncing Arsenal over the last year, uh, and I think as you saw with with the Manchester derby as well, that kind of only became more intense when City actually started challenging Man United as well, uh, and obviously when Liverpool and Man United get into get into a tussle over over titles and trophies, that also pushed that up as well. So I think it's natural for the derby to maybe matter even more when there's more competitive things at play. I mean they're definitely bragging rights in a sense of like local pride going on, but. You got to remember these, these; guys are also fighting out for the top six as well, and possibly the yeah. title in, in terms of Spurs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's been a bit of criticism of Arsenal recently. I think it was Lee Dixon only earlier this week said the kind of soft touches now maybe mm. they don't lack a bit of character. Is, is that something you agree with?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, it is a bit of a cliche um, because I, f- I think you got guys like Alexis Sanchez, and while people might say he does overwork and he's um, you know he's kind of a law to himself sometimes when it comes to kind of the the, the tactical discipline modern teams need. Um, I I do think that there is an element of truth in there Um, maybe it's not so much toughness in terms of you know physical strength and all the rest of it just a kind of sense of togetherness uh, kind of a mental strength um, which I know is another cliche when it comes to Arsenal but I think you look at Spurs and not only have they got some very good athletes and very good footballers but there's a real bond within that that club which Mauricio Pochettino has has worked hard to instil and maintain so I think when we talk about mental toughness and, and kind of you know courage and I mean Pochettino himself has often talked about being brave on the ball and all the rest of it. I think it often comes down more to to how the mood is in the dressing room rather than individual personality flaws, as as, as much as some people sometimes make it out to be. I think.
0: Do Do we reckon Spurs maybe? have an upper hand simply because they seem to have that character about them there's a real togetherness about Spurs at the moment isn't
3: there yeah definitely i think it fits into how they play as well the way they press the way they move around the pitch um almost like as one one unit they're, they're kind of you know, they're not just a bunch of collection of, of individuals they they really do play as a collective i think it it ties into everything they do and it is it's clearly a major plus point but as we have seen from Arsenal, sometimes they can turn it on, they can pull these performances out in big games against the run of play, against the form book, against all expectations because yeah. everyone has a lot of things to say about Arsenal Wenger these days, don't yeah. they? Um, but I think uh, the, the derby is always a bit of a leveller um, and as much as I don't think Arsenal have ever beaten Pochettino um, since he took over as Arsenal manager, he's also never beaten Arsenal at the Emirates um, since taking over at Spurs. So it's not going to be as easy as maybe we might think it would be given how good Spurs have been of late, um, but it should be a good match hopefully
0: good stuff Venger um, said in his press conference earlier today um, that he was adamant that Arsenal were not the underdogs going into the fixture um, I know from my own perspective I see Spurs as the favourites mm. and we, we had a, t- a chat in our office and we all kind of went yeah Spurs are the favourites do, do do you think Spurs are the favourites are, are Arsenal actually the underdogs going into this one
3: Ooh, it's, it's a difficult one. Um, Again, to go go back to the idea of the Derby and the leveller, I think on paper Spurs you've got to put them as the favourites, but that's not really how these things work out. Um, and they have got a few, uh, there are a few questions over fitness. I mean, Hugo Lloris has returned to training but obviously he missed in such a break. Whether it makes him fresher or it makes a, a, he's carrying a knock, we'll have to see. Obviously the, the three England players missed out. Uh, Deli Alli, Harry Winks and Harry Kane. I think Ben Davis actually said that that might actually give them a freshness going to the Derby, which might help. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see. I, I, I say. I think. I think when you look at what they've got in terms of their their players, their form, where their ambitions are this season, the Champions League and beyond, Spurs have got to be the favourites. But so often in these matches, that's not how it goes.
0: You mentioned the international break. Uh, Spurs obviously had a lot of players pull out uh, from England duty: Harry mm-hmm. Kane, Harry Winks, Deli Alley. Um, do you think it was a tactical ploy from Spurs, simply given the size of the fixture that was coming up?
3: I think if, if a manager like Jose Mourinho had done it, I think everyone would assume it was. a uh, Another example of the dark arts at play, wouldn't yeah. they? Really, yeah. um, but I think with these things, there's 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 often there's often an element of truth to it. Whether these things were played up, we'll have to see. But got remember Deli Alian and Hugo Lloris as well. I think they missed the uh, the final game in the Premier League. Um, before the international break, if he picked up the yep. knocks against Real Madrid, yeah. um, so you, you'd like you, you'd maybe think that you know they, if they if they did remove them from play to you know emphasise injuries, that's a risk that they've taken, so that's their choice whether they do that. Winston Kane, we'll have to see. If, I think Southgate said they weren't fit enough for him to play, and he thought the Spurs would actually be risking them if mm. um, if they played them in the North London derby. So, I mean clubs manage their resources as they can and I'm sure Pochettino isn't, you know, naive and thinking you can't get an edge from doing certain things and encouraging certain ways of doing it, but at the same time they could just be injured and it's just a bit of a you know, it is a bit of serendipity with the time and the fixtures falling as they have.
0: Absolutely. Um Spurs on a whole, do you think the title challenges or are they are they still a little a little off the pace? I
3: think mean, it all depends on what happens with Manchester City. I mean everyone's saying they're they're running away with it this year and you know, you look at what they've done so far there's a good argument to saying that yeah, that's, that's a valid way of looking at it. But if they trip up, I think the Spurs are probably going to be up there. With Man United as the, the obvious ones to to make the most of of any any setbacks really. Um, I've, I've, again, Man United are tipped to be the kind of the, the the runners up at least this season. But I think Spurs have shown last two years they actually get better as the season goes on, and a lot, a lot of their players start fairly slowly in the first few, first few months of the season. So I think the winter months are really going to be interesting to see who Spurs can, can pull back at the top of the table and how they can shrink that gap.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and just before you go, we'll put you on the spot. Uh, score prediction?
3: Oh, um, they've actually got a fair few goals in these games um, in recent years. Yeah. Um,
0: well, there was a 5-4 and a 4-0. Yeah, like, there was. All kind of within the past 10 years. So.
3: Absolutely. I think a lot depends on the fitness of Harry Kane. Um, and it also depends on Wenger's team selection we saw um, we saw against Manchester City he went a bit unorthodox playing he went back to the back four yeah. he, um, he benched Lacazette who you would have expected to play and he actually came off the bench to score as well um, so let's assume everyone puts out their strongest, best, most attacking lineups as we want them to you know what, let's have a 3-2 a 4-3 maybe let's really that's, go for the goals that's, that's what I bad. want to see anyway because it would be a great match stuff brilliant you know I've actually said he was going to score those goals each side yeah. but we'll leave, we'll, leave that. <laughs> we'll leave that to go
0: Greg thank you very much really appreciate you coming on no
3: worries thanks for having me Cheers.
0: Greg Johnson there from Football London joining us on the Mirror Football Podcast uh, I'm back again here now with Ibrahim and Connor Um, you guys as Arsenal and Spurs fans I want to just quickly run by you what, what are your best Derby memories. Like, what, is there any one moment from a North London derby as supporters that kind of sticks out for you in in years gone by?
2: Uh, I think for me, because c- I was at the game and I had such a good view of it, Danny Rose's debut goal uh, on the volley from thirty odd yards. Um, I mean, you could look at Manuel Almunia but I we'll choose not to for that. I think you
1: should. You have to look at Manuel Almunia There. I mean, he was barely a goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah I know. That was one of the weirdest Arsene Wenger decisions and sort of the start of the decline, I think, where he's picking somebody to play in goal who clearly is not capable of playing in goal.
2: Yeah, it, yeah. Sorry,
1: Manuel, if you're listening. Didn't. You weren't good. Yeah.
2: It was about <laughs> as useful as a useful as a wafer there. But um, yeah, that game for me, one, because it ended the hoodoo in the league, that was, a couple of seasons before we obviously had the 5-1 the mauling at White Hart Lane in the Carling Cup semi-final it yeah, um, doesn't count against Arsenal's kids as well that day uh, I don't really think any Arsenal fan cares I think they have a bravado of saying "Oh, we played the kids it doesn't really matter but there won't be any proper Arsenal fan that night who wasn't hurting after losing 5-1 to Tottenham I yeah. haven't gone 9 years without losing to them it's sting, uh, but
1: yeah in other in other similar situations um, I imagine um Tottenham fans would have told us it, it's just a league cup, doesn't matter. Uh, yes,
2: but we'd also have been lying. Yes. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that game stands out for me uh, for the reason that it was the first time I've been in the league since 2009. I think it was 2010, so it was 11 years. In 2010, I was um, sitting in uh, Newark Airport I was in New York at the time okay. and uh, thinking, yeah,
1: you know, another routine win. I'll watch this in. Uh, Pub before flying home to London, and then had to sit on a ten-hour flight, stewing over the fact that <laughs> an <laughs> unfamiliar feeling of losing to Tottenham. In
2: the it league. was also uh, Sol Campbell's first game back when he rejoined Arsenal around that time, uh, and Gareth Bale gave him the absolute runaround. So that was a pleasure to watch as well. Good, uh, Ebra. Any specific Derby Day memories for yourself? You're going to say five two, isn't he?
1: Um, I wasn't going to say 5-2 But I might now That, okay, that so was so interesting so. The first one of the five twos. 2s If yeah, you remember yeah, yeah, there were two one. Within I the space of uh, Six months forget. or seven months um, I can't really remember.
2: Uh, Nah mate about ten
1: Yeah well yeah. there you go um, Yeah the first <laughs> of the five twos Was obviously quite memorable Because um, that was Again another period Much like now When Spurs were in the ascendancy Talking about potentially Being league challenging for the league title and um, coming to the Emirates Arsenal not really looking good I think I believe Spurs was 7 points clear at the time went 2-0 up, raced into a 2-0 lead and um, yeah, I I don't really remember what happened after that Oh I do, very vividly Yeah, (laughs) and and, uh, uh, the postscript of that was Arsenal eventually finishing above Tottenham in the league and Tottenham, despite finishing 4th, not qualifying for the Champions League because Chelsea unthinkably and unbelievably beat by Munich in Munich to win the Champions League I mean I don't, I don't, don't really like talking about that
0: but it, <laughs>
1: the, which is the also, outcome was quite amusing it's also
2: a rule that no longer exists so thanks you a <laughs>
0: Um just quickly you mentioned then about finishing above Tottenham obviously Arsenal haven't finished above Tottenham uh, last year mm-hmm. um, first time in you know, quite a while that that's happened how much did that hurt from an Arsenal perspective?
1: Um <sighs> It was. I mean, it didn't hurt so badly because definitely did. It it it, no, it, it was an, it was irritating because Spurs were really in, in. Like I say, again, they were on they're on the up, so it was kind of galling. And Arsenal missed out on the top four as well. Let's not forget. So it was a sort of a double blow. Yeah. You know, not qualifying for the Champions League and finishing below Spurs. So um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it did hurt, but it, it was more again just reflecting on sort of the Arsenal situation about how. Flawed Arsenal were as a team, and how how Arsenal got themselves into that position, having about this time last season looking like they could potentially challenge for the title. Had a horrible November, November and December, and then just went into free freefall January, February, picked up again in March, but by then too little, too late. Um, but on the idea of Tottenham and Arsenal finishing above each other, I mean, you know, you can look at this as a power shift perhaps maybe for the next 20 years spurs will finish above arsenal maybe they won't i mean history will tell us it's probably not going to happen because you know it's been i mean arsenal mm, it's been a bit of a you know of arsenal it's been routine that, that arsenal finish above spurs and if you go back you have to go back to maybe the 60s spurs m- arguably most successful period in their history finished 9 years 9 years finished above arsenal in the 60s
2: I remember it well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. And that's um
1: and then that's how far you've got to go back to Arsenal finishing below Spurs on a regular, routine basis. You
2: you say, you know, Arsenal fans sort of shrugged it off, it was routine for them. They did literally name a day after it and celebrated that day every time it happened. It must have hurt.
1: Yeah. I mean Saint Tottering's Day Saint Totteringham's Day is about as well it's been it's been regular, hasn't it? Oh well,
2: it's that's dead, the, mate, gone. it's dead. It's, it's, dead? Gone. Yeah, it's yeah, dead? Yeah, it's dead, yeah. Literally, yeah. Killed River? it. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. So. I mean, you know,
1: it's talk about, I mean, I I, picked, I pulled up this stat earlier. Kind of oh, appear, here
2: we so, go, yeah, we got yeah. Because I, I was just <laughs>
1: looking at the records of Arsenal finishing below Spurs and uh, it went quite, like I said, it went quite far back to mm-hmm. the 60s. Yeah. Um, quite amusing one was, um, and it just shows, I mean, the Arsenal's lowest post-war position in 1976, 17th, yeah, finished below Spurs that year. Do you know how Spurs responded the following year? Go on. Getting relegated. Did we? Yeah, <laughs> 1977. Came back
0: mm. next year though but
2: yeah. Yeah. No, I don't remember that No,
0: neither
1: do I a year for me though <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Now I, I, I want to go through with you two um, Kind of the current squads The current teams And I'm curious to see Who out of each other's teams You'd take for your team mm-hmm. if, if that makes sense kind of, I think it does um, Starting with the goalkeeper Hugo Lloris or Petr Cech And who would either
2: of you rather That's absolutely not a contest Next question <laughs>
0: Uh, I have to painfully agree.
1: Hugo yeah, we you go, Laris. You go, Okay. Well, one nil.
2: Thank you. Uh, really?
0: Best yeah. keeper? Best keeper in the league? Yes. Who? Who would you Who would you say? I, I think otherwise? David De Gea was still. Mm, no, I'm going. I think Larice. Oh, okay. Completely. Very, very begrudgingly going, Laris.
2: Uh, the, the best in the league. I mean, people are talking up that David De Gea save he made against Liverpool against Matic. I think it was diving to one side, stuck his leg out, and saved it. Lloris I think it was a week later at the Burnabout a point blank from, header from Karen Benzema, Benzema from about 6 yards out an fair, even better save yeah. didn't really get talked about as much but um, yeah. yeah
1: but this is the thing is because he does it so often I mean they. I mean, yeah. it's not that Tottenham are often under the cosh but when he is recalled upon he always he all pulls it out of the bag essentially David Hayer will make a fantastic save every now and again and you know it is talked up quite a lot and almost you know unfairly so but you know, Someone like Lloris probably
0: doesn't get the credit he even deserves, even though people do acknowledge how good he is as a goalkeeper. No, Absolutely. Uh, on to the defence. I'm going to kind of clump the defences together. Um, Spurs, pretty much at the moment, is Jan Vertonghen, Toby Alderold and Davinson Sanchez as a three. Arsenal, on the other hand, are regularly playing Laurent Koscielny, Nacho Monreal and regularly Rob Holding or Peer Mertesacker in there. Um, I mean, from my own personal perspective... Sorry, but I'm taking the Spurs lads 100% of the time. All three? All three of them in there. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'd maybe take Koscielny ahead of Sanchez, but Sanchez is young and going to get better. I mean, which of the Arsenal lads do you would you say are worthy of getting into that back three at Spurs?
1: Well, I think if someone like Lauren Koscielny or Scott Mustafi were playing for Spurs, you'd see how good they are. I mean, I could go on a massive rant about... Arsenal co- defensive coaching and sort of the setup, the way centre and the way centre backs have suffered for years. You're slagging off Steve Bould. <laughs> I'm not slagging off Steve Bould, Actually, I'm just. He doesn't listen. I think that he doesn't have much of a say, as people would like you believe. Is that controversial? must I say that? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, you've got there the inside go. track there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't actually have the inside track. Okay. That's just me wildly speculating. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I think that there is. Um, sort of like a, a tactical set tactically and set up for Arsenal in terms of centre-backs centre-backs for years have struggled there I mean we go down the list and they all come across now I mean the likes of Skilacci, uh, Gabriel Juru, Juru even and some, someone who was uh, Senderos. Touted, Senderos. S- Senderos let's was talk he, about Senderos Senderos was a young defender who was touted for great things and just mm. it, it never worked out was no. he, is he not that good probably not but Actually at the same not, time no. um how much has that got to do with what he was being coached at that club? So, um, yeah, I could go on a long rant about that, but um, yeah, I won't because that will take up all the time of the podcast. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I may have to begrudgingly agree that the Spurs defensive setup looks stronger than the Arsenal defensive setup.
0: Right? Is it the same case for the fullbacks? Um, Spurs regularly, well, you'd assume first choice would be Serge Aurier on the right, Danny Rose on the left. Um, potentially, obviously, Kieran Trippier. Um, Arsenal's perspective: Hector Bellerin, Sead Kolasinac. I think I've got the pronunciation right. Mm-hmm. Um, out of them guys, again, are we saying Spurs have the upper hand, or, I, I or, think, or is, is there an argument for the Arsenal? I'd say.
2: I think what Ibra touched on. I think if Bellerin was at Spurs, I mean, even a couple of years ago, Bellerin was you know he was getting in team of the years and stuff like that. I think if he was under Pochettino, I think he'd be one of the best right backs in the world right now. I think when you see what Pochettino's has done to Kieran Trippier and what he's done for Kyle Walker, Kyle Walker a few years ago was a bit of a laughing stock. I mean, as was Danny
0: Rose for a while. As he?
2: was Danny Rose. As I say, that's a good point.
0: Danny Rose looks seriously. After I know you touched on the, the the goal, he looks seriously average for maybe the, the initial two years afterwards. One of the,
2: one of the first things Pochettino did when he arrived at Tottenham was give Danny Rose a new contract and nobody could believe that Outrage. all Spurs Outrage. fans were just outraged we thought we were going to sell him it was shortly after we bought Ben Davies we thought okay right this is going to be our first choice fullback from now on Danny Rose can go back to Sunderland if he wants uh, since then it's just been absolutely incredible his rise um, him alongside Bob Walker last season they were just the best fullbacks I think in Europe I think it's fair to say um, I think Danny Rose he's been out for 10 months he's lost a little bit of Affection from the Spurs fans uh, For his remarks in the summer But I think that'll all be forgotten If he, uh, if he gets back to playing as he did last season uh, And I, I personally wouldn't swap him For another left back in the league Including Klasinak.
1: Klasiak is still very new to the Premier League So it's very difficult to say Whether he would well to, to even judge how good he is But he has actually been One of the few shining lights for Arsenal this season He has come in and Looked like he settled in fairly well after what a handful of games, and um, so yeah, I wouldn't write him off straight away.
0: Yeah, he kind of come in Kalasenac with as if for me he'd suit the derby environment because he's a bit more rough on tumble. He'll put in tackles and maybe maybe he'll be a secret weapon yeah, for so Arsenal. There you go. I mean, it touches on your point earlier when you're
1: talking about Arsenal being soft. Someone like Kalasenac is clearly not soft. <laughs> yeah, he's a big lad.
0: Uh, absolutely. Uh, onto the midfield. Uh, in the middle, Tottenham-wise, you're looking at Dembele, Winks, Wanyama Sissoko, Diya, Dyer, obviously. Yeah, um, Arsenal, Granit Xhaka, Aaron <laughs> Ramsey, Mohamed. Ali- Connor's already laughing. Connor's already laughing.
1: He's
2: a bit of a laugh, really. I've heard the on. word
0: Sissoko in there. And I you haven't said <laughs> my count. You
2: haven't said Coquelin yet. Yeah? Did you say Coquelin? Uh, okay, <laughs> uh, and Francis Coquelin yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And well Sissoko, mate, he's been very good this season uh, there's still a lot of Spurs fans who. I mean he managed to have at least one very comical moment per game which is often what he's remembered for but he's been very very solid this season he's featured in every Premier League game started 8 of the 11 he's uh, changed his fortunes around but for me personally it wouldn't be my first choice in midfield.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean um, of the names you did mention as far as the Arsenal team is concerned if there was one that you should mention that Unfortunately can't Because he hasn't played For two years uh, Santi Cazorla He is just a magnificent footballer And it's it's tragic What's happened to him Over the last few years Constant injuries Constant setbacks And it, the fact that he's been Out of the team for so long it's been, it's been glaring Because the names you've mentioned Are just not on his level Not even anywhere close yeah.
0: Is there a case with Arsenal That I mean is it fair to say That the centre midfield Is possibly the weakest area Of, of Arsenal's team um, right now
1: I wouldn't say that. I think possibly in terms of, um, from a defensive point of view, yes, in t-
0: but as far as moving... What was that? Again, <laughs> Big footwear, I think we've been attacked. Okay, Carry on. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that midfield is Arsenal's
1: weakest point at the moment, possibly from a defensive point of view. I mean, the back four are not getting enough protection and a lot of the time the players for all their ability are often too far away from each other we see this with Ramsey and Xhaka playing alongside each other Ramsey thinks himself as another centre forward Xhaka he will drop off to try and protect the defence but then that leaves a gaping hole in the middle and then he's 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 chasing the game finds himself can't tackle he throws himself into tackles playing at that sort of point at the back end of the midfield and then just yeah just it's not it's not good but, um
0: is there a case maybe for jack wilshire to to come back in absolutely yeah i i mean a lot of it is
1: similar to the Santi Cazorla situation jack wilshire's injuries have hindered his career what could have been a very fruitful career um i believe i was saying the other day in the office to uh, connor that i don't remember jack wilshire really having bad games for arsenal he's n- never played and looked well, like wow, that he he doesn't he shouldn't be on the pitch. He has good games, but he just can't get a run of game, run of games together because you know for whatever reason being just left out of the side, being injured, and obviously everything that's happened over the last couple of years with the injuries and the loan spell. Um, yeah, I would like to see him back in there, and I think you know, with a run of games, he would really show what he's capable of.
2: He's a poor man Terry Winks? Carry on. <laughs> uh,
0: just yeah, w- w- one word answer. Then. If you can have the midfield options of either team, Connor, I know what you're going to say. I'm not even going to ask. He's gonna, he picks Tottenham. Uh, Iba would you prefer Tottenham's mid- midfield options or would you actually show a bit of faith to Arsenal? Connor, looking intently. At Iber there. I mean, I would have die the one that I would say that I would have from
1: that. Who'd
2: have team. Moussa Dembélé?
1: Are we, oh, okay, Are we thought this As more of like a, a on the attack side of things.
2: It was just a midfield, a midfield pairing. Uh,
1: dire I'll stick. I'll stick with my first answer. Fair
3: enough. Okay,
0: fair enough. Um, potentially even more interesting, um, the the front line. Uh, you said earlier on Harry Kane, like you you'd have him uh, off air. You said that. Um, would you... Putting words in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, you, 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 you said it off air, so no, you're okay. going to have to, stay, you're gonna have to stay, okay. stand by his so statement.
1: Harry Kane is a fantastic player, and like I said, too good for Spurs, and when people come calling, I imagine he won't be there for too much longer.
0: No, that's fair enough. Uh, and behind him, De- Deli Ali, Christian Eriksen for Spurs, Ozil, Sanchez for Arsenal. Quite a close-fought argument, really. Um, definitely not, the, no. no. Def- no. Def- definitely I, Absolutely not. If Ozil
2: played consistently to anything like his ability, then it might be an argument, but he just doesn't. It must be very frustrating for Arsenal fans.
1: Yeah, but is that an Arsenal thing, or do you think, I mean, as a player, we're talking about, again, as we were saying, to have him in the Spurs side. If he was playing for Spurs, do you not feel that he would be potentially playing to what you think is his full potential?
2: uh, I think me personally, I'd still rather have Christian Eriksen. For the goal mm-hmm. threat, mainly, I think you need a goal threat. If you've got, mm-hmm. if you're playing three up top, I think they all need to be able to score goals. Uh, he's got a lot of goals since he arrived, and I think Deli Ali as well. Twenty goals last season in all competitions. I wouldn't really want to change that up too much.
1: Mm. Uh, no, I wouldn't swap Sanchez and Ozil. To be honest, I think they're both fantastic players, and I think ultimately, what is going on behind the scenes with them at Arsenal is what is hindering their, sort of, their so-called form at the moment. Um, someone like Sanchez, you've seen what he's done over the last couple of years, well, three years. Uh, Basically, well, I don't want to use that word, but um, he's been instrumental in Arsenal actually winning trophies. You know, I mean, you can say what you want about the FA Cup and how it whether it's on the same level as it it was in previous years, but Arsenal won it three times in the last four years. Two of those years, Sanchez was instrumental in both semi finals and finals of those, so big game player, and that's exactly what you want out of your star man, basically. Uh, to I think
2: he's the only one that I would I would take it on him, uh, right now and I think he'd, he'd start for us and to be honest you think I'll, yeah <laughs> I'll I'd take, I'd take Sanchez I'll take Sanchez um, I could I could foresee a, a Sol Campbell situation there when's his contract up in the summer summer yeah I'm pretty sure he'd like to work in a Pochettino yeah you reckon yeah 100% yeah I'll take him I'll <laughs> take him
0: um, as an Arsenal fan, but are you kind of resigned to losing Sanchez and Özil now? Obviously, given the contract yeah, I situation. Mean,
1: it, it, we've seen it down the years. It's constantly happened. Best players leaving. And it's, 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 it doesn't even hurt anymore. That it's just. Well, I I've forgotten what that feels like to be honest. <laughs> well, there you go. See the, <laughs> make the balance of power has shifted. Yeah. No, um, Correct. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it before, and it's not, there's no point in getting angry. Still, might shed a tear when I see Cesar Aguero lifting the Premier League trophy with Chelsea, but. You know, What's done is done, and uh, I imagine they will go. I mean, my big worry is not so much losing players like that, it's what the club does to replace them. You know, if Arsenal have a plan and not freestyling their way through everything, it seems, um, then I wouldn't be so fussed about losing those players because, you know, as a big club, you should be looking to. You know, when you turn over these players, it shouldn't really matter. If you lose someone like Sanchez, you would be like, right, let's go out there and see who else is available for in, on that sort of levels. But I'm Well, you lost really Harry sure.
2: Kane when he was seven. You never replaced him. <laughs> you
0: don't think Yoyosunaga was enough of
2: a replacement for Harry Kane? Uh, yeah, fair point I made.
0: Yeah. Um, right, before we uh, quickly wrap up the North London derby preview, uh, let's get some score predictions. Um, Ibra, we will start with you. Uh, Arsenal the home side how do you think it's going to go uh, like I said um, off air 5-0 Mohamed El Nelly
1: all 5 goals um, but in all seriousness another one or draw
0: another one or draw oh, no. yeah. Connor I, I, I can guess where this one's going to go but what, how do you think it's going to go
2: um, no I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my reasonable head on I'm not going to put my Spurs hat on I'm going to say 3-0 Tottenham <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Harry Kane hat trick He's got six goals in five games. He absolutely hates Arsenal. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's gonna be bang up for this. He even sat out the England games for this, which annoyed some people. But you know, yeah. you say he hates Arsenal. Wasn't there a picture of him wearing an Arsenal shirt? I've already touched a... on that. Yeah, I mean, well, I brought that up. They uh, let him go when he was seven years old. So that is
0: the sole like reason. Can you imagine?
2: Hand? You know how hurt he was. You know, he's at a Premier League club when he's seven years old. They let him go. Yeah. You know, like a bit. You know. To if, Tottenham,
1: if Tottenham had let you go when you were seven years old not that you play for anyone at the moment um, you, we played on Monday didn't we
2: yeah we, could, we, should, uh, we should bring that up actually yeah, uh, uh, yeah. we will
1: we'll
0: <laughs> do a we'll, little, little bit of bragging yeah. rights
2: yeah, but yeah. had
1: you been let go at seven years old by Tottenham would you hate Tottenham
2: Uh Absolutely not. But you go, so <laughs> are
0: you saying Harry Kane is a fickle human being?
2: No, I'm saying Arsenal are just despicable. <laughs> <laughs> so it's quite quite easy to hate. To be honest,
0: yeah. uh, fair enough. Uh, thanks, guys. On um, that's uh, North London. Derby preview. Uh, there is other Premier League action happening this weekend. Is there? Uh, th- th- yeah, I don't think I mean, there
2: is. I don't think yeah. there is. Uh, or okay. well, we could we could touch Why? on Monday night football. Can we do that? Yeah, uh, right, okay. cr- I bet Gary is- Neville and Jamie Carragher are buzzing for this one. Okay. Let, let, was, let, it? Let, was it Aaron? Was
0: let, it? Let's let, let, let's do this. Brighton um, vs Stoke, isn't it? Brighton mm. versus Stoke is mm-hmm. your big Monday night View In this coming uh, weekend. Okay.
1: Uh, to ha- be fair, Brighton haven't been terrible this season. Not as bad as I expect them to be. I. Flat out thought they finished bottom of the league with about three points, but they've actually not done too badly so far. And is, is it at the Amex on Monday? It's at the Amex, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the 1-0 win or 2-1 win, you know, I could see that happening. Yeah. I yeah. oh. could totally see that happening. Stoke, Stoke, really Stoke aren't exactly it. the
2: most
0: exciting team in the world right now, though, are they? No, well,
2: I mean, we're being a bit sarcastic, but I think, although I've been impressed with Brighton, especially when they absolutely mauled West Ham away from home. Uh, I'm a big fan of Chris Hewton It's really good to see him doing well. Um, I mean, for, he was at the Spurs, the for Spurs Chris Hewton yeah. yeah, he was at Spurs for years. It's great seeing him do well, and I wouldn't. I'm not. I really don't know why he's not being linked with the types of jobs that you know Sam Aladdice and Sean Dyche being linked with the likes of Everton. Yeah. I, I really don't see why he's not. Um, but you know, no, absolutely agree with that.
0: Uh, elsewhere in the Premier League uh, on Saturday, uh, Liverpool against Southampton. Liverpool, Liverpool
1: versus Liverpool B.
2: It,
0: yeah, I mean okay. it, Virgil van Dijk. Yeah. Uh, going to Anfield Finally After all these times Imagine if he scores Around goal um, I mean It would be carnage Wouldn't it Do no yeah, um, would, yeah. well, well, you reckon That would affect His performance Kind of all the speculation Knowing that he Actually came out And said he wants To move to Liverpool No
1: way he should play I mean if You've got a player that's Saying that There's no way You should
0: put him In the team I yeah. don't think Yeah no, fair enough. It's, it's kind of an audition for for January as well. Though, I think it? I think
2: he will want to impress, but I really don't think he needs to. They know how good he is, and they know how bad what they've currently got is. So yeah, yeah. No,
0: ab- absolutely. Uh, Leicester versus Man City on Saturday. Uh, are Leicester going to be the ones who can stop City. Well, if you look at last year's result, I mean yeah. Lec- Le- Leicester battered them, absolutely tore
1: them to shreds. Yeah. Um, right. I'm not I'm not sure that's the same Leicester side now, and it'd be well. Interesting to see under a new manager if they're capable of doing that, but you know, it'd be a worry for City. I mean, going away to Leicester, Leicester is still, I mean, to throw out the old cliche it's actually a tough place to go and has been for since they, um, well, did the unthinkable since they brought the
2: clappers in, yeah.
1: But, um, yeah, but in truth, the way City are playing at the moment, I don't really see Leicester causing them too many problems. You know, Although a bit, I think Ianacho yeah.
2: would bang up for it against his former club if he gets to look in. He's got yeah. an absolute banger yeah. for Nigeria. There was a yeah. great yeah. little
0: clip from the Argentina-Nigeria game where Nicolas Otamendi shoves uh, Ianacho in the chest and Ianacho just starts laughing like he couldn't <laughs> stop laughing. Exactly. And, uh, Otamendi, <laughs> See, like, pro- it was a proper hard shove and like, proper yeah. meant it, but he just couldn't stop laughing. Um, so you kind of f- feel that ianacho has got something to prove there yeah. if he gets a start he's not started many games for Leicester no time. that's true
2: no that's surprising Yeah.
0: Um, elsewhere West Brom versus Chelsea uh, been a few links with Conte to kind of to leave and the so-called curse
1: the so-called West Brom curse of Chelsea managers um, yeah. Andre Villas-Boas and um, Di Matteo their last league games were both away at the Hawthorns and lost and there there we say to make a more tenuous link to that curse Mm. when Chelsea wrapped up the title in 2015 they went to West Brom and lost 3-0 and we all know what happened with Mourinho the following season
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Correct. So yeah, so so
1: 10 link. So if they lose to West Brom this time around, maybe just just for banter, Roman Römer Abramovich will sack Conte just to, <laughs> for, so I can make this comment again the next time on the yeah. podcast there if I'm go. invited back.
0: I, I'm, I'm sure we'll get you back on at some point. Uh, Ibra, um Man United live uh, Man United Liverpool. God, we've we, would be talking about that. the last one. talking Manchester United versus Newcastle, uh, 5:30 PM kickoff on Saturday. Are any of you like, actually excited watching United this
1: season? Um, does, does
2: anyone actually enjoy watching Even them? when they
1: were winning 4-0, it, they were not exciting to watch. I mean, I, I know I'm going to get pelters for that, but I just don't think... I think even
2: Man United fans will agree now, to yeah, be honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, they were yeah. winning 4-0 and a lot of those games. I mean, you, I think specifically of the Swansea game, where it was 1-0 for so long, and then they just banged in three goals right at the end. And it wasn't a great game of football, but the scoreline put some gloss on it. But, um, mm. yeah, no, I'm not excited watching Man United at the moment, and if I was a Manchester United fan I'd be expecting more from the team given how much money is spent and Mourinho, I know he has a certain style that he likes to play but you know know, he's got to learn to evolve that now
0: surely. Absolutely Uh, The other games taking place this weekend that we're unfortunately not going to comment on so apologies if you are a fan of one of these clubs. Uh, Crystal Palace take on Everton, Bournemouth take on Huddersfield uh, Burnley against Swansea and the big Super Sunday game Watford versus West Ham. Um, I'll be honest, I don't think I'll be tuning in to. Might that be Marco Silva's last game as Watford Boss. It could, Ooh, potentially. it could be. It could be. It'll also be Roy, Hod- not Roy Roy Hodgson. What am I on about? David Moyes' first game in charge of
2: That's true. West yeah.
0: Ham. Uh, so, in fact, yeah, let, let, let's actually touch on it mm-hmm. quickly. Um, David Moyes, what a ridiculous appointment. <laughs> yeah Yeah.
1: I mean there's not much else to say apart from that really is there no as a
2: Tottenham fan I think it's absolutely fantastic and I'm very much looking forward to what happens
1: I mean when you heard the rumours you were just like nah surely not and then it happened Then you're just like what are you doing yeah
3: yeah
0: yeah. yeah, I, I, yeah, it's it, agree, ridiculous. Yeah, uh, maybe he will prove us wrong, but anyway, yeah, that is was done this week on the Mirror Football podcast. Uh, make sure you do never miss an episode of us uh, by subscribing to the Mirror Football podcast on iTunes, Audio Boom, or Spotify. You'll also find us all over the Mirror Football uh, social media channels as and when uh, there is a new episode. Uh, wherever you're subscribing, uh, please make sure you do add a rating, uh, leave us a review and get in touch and let us know what you want to hear next week you know we're always all, all ears you know we were, we will listen to you if you if you come to us with a suggestion uh but for now uh, enjoy the north london derby uh, enjoy the rest of the premier oh, league action yeah. <laughs> as, as much as uh, you possibly can um this weekend and uh, we will see you next time
2: come on, you Spurs